0: Welcome to the Fueled and Fit Podcast, where fitness and nutrition meet motherhood. My name is Janae Wise, otherwise known as the Fit Mom Coach. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition coach, yoga teacher, mom of eight, and military wife. This is a podcast for busy moms like you, and is all about helping you maximize your fitness and optimize your nutrition. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad you're here and hope our time together will be beneficial to you. Before we get started, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at thefitmomcoach. I post regularly on my stories and love interacting with followers through my stories or DMs. I would love to see you there. I also have a YouTube channel that you might be interested in, which is just my name, Janae Wise, where I share free short format yoga flows and other workouts. I would also love to see you there. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Fueled and Fit podcast. Today, we're going to continue chatting with my sister, Michelle. And we're discussing her fitness and weight loss journey, especially the last seven months in which she's lost 30 pounds. So I'd like to just recap what we talked about yesterday before we jump into the conversation, Michelle. So I'm going to let our listeners know, first of all, if you have not listened to part one of this interview, pause, you can come back to part two, but you want to listen to part one Before you get into part two. But just to summarize kind of what we talked about in part one of the interview, um, I introduced Michelle. So, Michelle is 44 years old. She's a busy mom of five. Her oldest is a high schooler all the way down to elementary age. She's a massage therapist. She's always lived an active life she was at her ideal weight when she, when her youngest was uh, a toddler. Emma was how old when she was diagnosed with cancer? She was 17 months old. Okay. 17 months. And that's about the time that your weight started creeping up. Yes. It It was about it was actually after
1: she finished chemo, everything kind of came tumbling down, falling down, I don't know, chaotic after she finished treatment. Amazingly, like during I was able to keep it together, keep exercising, keep doing the things that I was supposed to, it was after we were supposed to pick our lives up and continue going. Um, When she was done with treatment, that's when it started to unravel.
0: Yeah. Okay. So in her early 40s, Michelle experienced experienced a big life change in having a move. And then she had, you know, her her youngest had cancer, but thank heavens (laughs) through a lot of miracles and through prayer and faith and some amazing doctors, Emma was able to pull through and she's now a healthy, she's six or seven. She's a yeah, she's six. She'll be seven in a couple months. Okay. Yeah. So that truly was a miraculous experience, very difficult for you and for your family. But as you said, you were able to move through that. And it was actually after the fact that you had her clean bill of health that emotionally things kind of came to a head. Yes.
1: Yes. And I'd like to preface this actually during her treatment, my husband and I did a very low-carb keto diet because we knew the emotions would be up and down, but our constant was the keto diet, which kept me on path until I stopped doing it, and then things blew up after we we yeah. got back to our normal life.
0: Yeah, so any diet that you are strictly adhering to, whether it be keto, paleo, vegan well i don't anyway that that's a whole other thing but for the sake of our conversation i just want to interject and say yes some of these diets are really effective because they're uber strict and you are keeping that calorie restriction you know it's very tightly controlled so you're keeping your calories in check and so it's going to work either you're going to maintain your weight or you're going to even lose weight but then when you return to food i.e. the way everyone eats. I mean, we live in a culture of food. So yeah, the wheels will come off and, as they did with you. And it's, it's, it's really frustrating, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, when that happens. Well, and, and that's my whole thing is I want to teach people how to learn to live with food. I don't think that intermittent fasting or the keto diet teach people how to live with food. Uh, the keto diet is just simply making your diet so restrictive that most food is off limits. And therefore, you are entering a world of calorie restriction. Um, or, you know, it, it's pretty easy to keep your calories under control when you when your food choices are so limited. But then what happens, like as you pointed out, when you return to the quote normal world? You 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 don't know how to lo- you don't know how to live with food. And it's it makes it very challenging to either maintain your weight loss or um, you know, just have some sanity around food. So to recap, that's kind of your story. Um, early 40s. And then how how long did it take you? Because you gained about 60 pounds, 70 pounds or um, let's see. For, for, so, from, from your, from your lowest weight, from your, from your lowest weight, you gained about what, 60 or 70 pounds. Okay. So on my 40th birthday, when I ran
1: my marathon and that was in 2018, that was the year that my daughter finished her can- cancer treatment. I was 175. And for me, that was fantastic size eight jeans. Things were fitting good. I thought I was a little more than I wanted to be. And I guess that's why I kept going back to keto. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: moving here, I got up to 230 pounds. So do the math.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'd say, you know, yeah, let's round up almost six. Yeah, almost 60 pounds. So um, and that happened in a matter of what a year or no, that happened in
1: about Yeah, about two years. a lot of weight. And I just thought, man, my thyroid must be off something. (laughs) I looked at every excuse in the world, but really it came down (laughs) to, I was absolutely not doing what I was supposed to. And I was completely confused after being on this restrictive diet. Mm -hmm. I was so confused. So to go from that to -hmm. the way that you've taught me that you basically You can eat anything, but you need to stay within calorie range. There's that approach. But you've also taught me that I need to fill my life with these delicious vegetables and plant-based things. And so when I do eat those treats or things that might not be the healthiest for me, I just keep it at a minimum. And I keep it within my calories for the day. And so there's no more confusion. Like I don't have any restrictions of what I can't eat. Mm-hmm. I choose mm-hmm. not to because is it worth it?
0: Mm-hmm. That's, what, yeah. that,
1: that's what I ask myself. And I can eat so many more plants. Rather than, you know, two tablespoons of butter or whatever it might be. It's just mm-hmm. all about daily choices. And mm-hmm. I don't want to have that restriction ever again. I don't yeah. like people telling me that I shouldn't do something. So <laughs> I guess that's why, I guess that's why me and keto didn't work. So when you came to my house and <laughs> ate fruit, I'm like, fruit, I thought that was evil. <laughs> oh, that breaks my
0: heart when I hear people say that. It's just like... Or oatmeal. Or yeah. oatmeal. You, mm. you eat oatmeal every day. And I thought... I eat oatmeal really? every day. Yes. Fruit and oatmeal every day. So I do want to talk about nutrition because I think that's something that a lot of people are interested in is how how you currently eat and what you've been eating to lose the weight. But I want to also make sure, um, to go back to the part one interview, we had talked about exercise and how it's always been a part of your life. However, you can't outrun a bad diet and you had to learn that for yourself that, you know, there's no amount of exercise that can make up for, overeating, over consuming calories. And really that's the bottom line. The simplicity of it is so beautiful when you think about it. However, our human, our human nature, our brains are just wired to love sensational things, to love complicated things. Um, we want to overcomplicate the process. This is why, you know, 21 day cleanses or 30 day, Weight loss challenges, which, you know, there's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with like a weight loss challenge or anything like that, but people are really drawn to the quick fixes. And what you had to learn kind of the hard way is that. It's not about the quick fix. It's about realizing that you're in this for the long game, that you are committed to, like you said, Michelle shared her three things that she's really committed to. And you can go ahead and interject. What are those three things, Michelle? Hey there, just Janae here. And I wanted to take a moment and let you know about my new Fueled and Fit Accelerate program. I currently offer one-on-one coaching services, but on December 8th, I will open the doors to enrollment to a new eight-week group coaching package that will begin after the first of the year, so for 2023. My Accelerate program is perfect if you're looking for greater accountability, support, community, and guidance in your fitness and wellness journey. This is an eight-week training program for fat loss, increasing muscular endurance, strength, and overall fitness. Space is limited and will include a gym-only training as well as at-home-only training options. This program includes both nutritional coaching and a well-rounded training program, weekly live group q a's and a private facebook group to get you in the best shape of your life the program will begin on january 9th 2023 and with registration opening december 8th but as a bonus to my podcast listeners that's you I will be offering a pre-launch discount of $150 off the $279 base price. This is an incredible discount and will only be available for five days beginning December 1st before registration opens to the public. If you want to take advantage of these amazing savings as well as get additional information on the program, check out my link in the show notes and I will send you the details and a discount code. Again, my Fueled and Fit eight-week Accelerate Group Coaching Program will be kicking off January 9th 2023 with registration opening December 8th. But podcast listeners will have the option to register before the launch starting December 1st and cash in on an extra $150 in savings if you check out the link in the show notes. All right, back to the show.
1: Okay, so I do tracking. It started out with me taking pictures. I've advanced to now I'm in the habit enough that I can actually put in my calories, which calculates my macros. So basically tracking of any sort. And the other thing is 10,000 steps. I got my 10,000 steps today and I had it done by actually 11 a.m. But that's something that I get in every day. Mm -hmm. And and I exercise daily, but I make sure to sit when I'm eating. And 95% of the time I sit down for meals.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Super important. Oh my goodness. And this is something that we can learn from a lot of cultures across the world, including the Japanese. So I currently live in Japan, for those of you who do not know that, but I live in Japan, and we're going on our fifth year of living in Japan. So I have spent almost five years of my adult life. In Japan. And I'm still will always be an outsider. I could live here for the rest of my life. But Japan is a very unique insular culture. Uh, Part of it is just the language barrier. But one of the things that I have learned, one of the many things is the value. So the Japanese people, this is totally a tangent, and I don't want it to take away from our interview, Michelle, but I think it applies to your rule or your principle that that you abide by that's really helped you to lose the weight, which is you sit down for meals. But the Japanese are thin people. They are small people, but they're very petite And if you see an overweight Japanese person, even in a metro place like Tokyo, where people are more sedentary, uh, it's a little bit shocking because it's very rare to see an overweight Japanese person. And to see an obese Japanese person, I mean, they might as well be a sumo wrestler because it's just so rare. So you have to ask yourself, okay, is it genetics? Hmm, probably not because the research on genes and obesity, there's just not a super, it's like 3% of a correlation. So then you have to say, okay, what is it? Is it any particular food? Well, I can say Japanese people don't. They have some foods that are super duper healthy, but they eat a lot of ramen, high sodium. They eat a lot of processed foods. But I'll tell you, there are some things that they do that are really in their favor. And one of them is it is socially unacceptable to eat while you're walking, to eat in your car. You you sit down and you eat and it's and it's a meal and it's it's a kind of a production. And when they do have their snacky foods, because you can go to a family mart or a 7 Eleven and they have their little snacks, but all of their snacks have calorie counts on the outside. And they're in very small packages. So, so those are just a few things. So if you see a person who is small, thin, petite, any one of those things, they've clearly have their weight under control. They are doing something or many things to keep their calories in check. And so whether they do it consciously or subconsciously, they are doing it. That is a super important thing to realize. And I think that you've realized that Michelle, so you're incorporating the movement, you're incorporating that habit of sitting down to eat, which is it helps to control calories. Cause you're not mindlessly eating. And then. Um, What was the other thing? Oh, tracking food. So tracking food is something last thing. And then I have a question for you, but I just want to say there may be some listening who are like, Oh, I am never going to track my food. Well, if you don't have a weight issue, I don't think it's necessary. It's necessary to track your food, unless you have some fitness goals, like adding muscle. And then it's really, you know, it can be beneficial in order to track your protein. But if you do have a weight issue and you would like to lose some weight, tracking is probably, I don't know what you would say, Michelle, but I think it's almost even more important than exercise or it is more important than exercise. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say one is more important than the other, but going back to when you had a weight issue, you were still exercising, but you were not tracking your food. And had you been tracking your food, you would have become aware very quickly that you were over consuming calories. Yes, I would like to Yes. And well, I would say that I was
1: exercising, but I wasn't consciously moving. I find now that I move. And now that I have my 10,000 steps, it's more about the steps. It's like, am I moving? Like, I am constantly moving all day. Because when you gain that weight, when you're feeling just really gross, you start to kind of go it within yourself and almost go into hibernation and find every excuse not to move and like i said before i find every reason to move i'll take the stairs i'll park far from the grocery store i want to move my body and it feels better and better uh the more i move the more i want mm,
0: yeah i love that and And really, you just—I think that your life has changed quite a bit in the last seven months. So I want you to speak to to that those positive changes. What are some of the positive changes that you've been enjoying the past past little bit because of your weight loss?
1: Well, let me just start by saying that I and prayed and begged and looked for every way to change my life and for you to come be my personal coach was such a game changer. I felt like I got a new lease on life. I felt like I was not living my true self and, but I didn't know how to go back to being fit and feeling good and eating healthy because I was so confused with all the fads that I had practiced over the past, you know, three to five years, because even when I was thinner and doing keto, I still didn't feel good. I felt like my body nutritionally needed more nutrients. I felt like I was thinner, but I wasn't eating the fruit and I wasn't eating the fiber and I wasn't eating the whole grains because those were bad for me. So What the past seven months has done has just given me a new lease on life. I feel I'm not afraid to go on vacation. I'm not afraid to go to a restaurant or choose go to the grocery store. And I'm not afraid that I'm going to pick the wrong thing. Or I'm not afraid that I'm just going to have to drive past that fast food and have to make a stop because... I've let my daily habit control my life now. I know what I'm going to do in the morning. I have my days planned out. And even, and you're right, even if I don't exercise, I know I'm going to be on par with my eating. And I think you mentioned it before, but we, we eat, we're creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. So tracking, I realize I do eat mostly the same exact foods Mm -hmm. every day. I try Mm -hmm. to I try to vary it up a little bit with vegetables or whatever, Mm -hmm. but get into habits and I, I do that mostly every day, but I think I've just, I have a new lease on life. My outlook is so much brighter because I've got the tools in my pocket that I'm now using and I'm not letting the external circumstances control me anymore. Mm. I control, I mm-hmm. am in control. Mm-hmm. And that was a big difference. I would go to bed every night for months and months, if, and if not years. And just, it was like my brain, my higher brain would shut off and I would mindlessly eat because I had given up. But the next day I'd wake up and I'm i promised myself that I was going to do better that day mm. and that I was going to start eating well. And I, I kept breaking that promise over and over. And I just felt like I was at a dead end. There was no way for me to change. Mm. I was going to be unhealthy and overweight for the rest of my life.
0: It's just Janae here, and I want to take a moment and thank you for listening to my brand new podcast. It means the world to me. You know, starting a podcast is kind of a scary venture. As a listener, you have literally thousands and thousands of podcasts to listen to, and here you are. Thank you. My goal with this podcast is to reach the ears and hearts of as many mamas out there as possible. Only way to do this is with your help. Anytime you share an episode on the socials, refer it to a friend, or even by subscribing and listening every week, you are supporting this podcast, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart, truly. If you want to go a step further in supporting the show to kick this podcast off with a bang, I actually have an amazing free bonus just for you, which is I'm giving away my Fueled and Fit Insider's Guide, not yet launched, worth $20, totally for free, for everyone who leaves a five-star review of the Fueled and Fit podcast on iTunes right now. In this 30-page guide, I share with you my very best tips as a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition coach, and veteran mom of eight. You'll find all the fundamental points of knowledge needed to set yourself up for success with a healthy lifestyle. This guide is chock full of all the things I'd wish I'd known sooner in my fitness and wellness journey and all the things I want my clients to know. So consider this your insider's guide to success. All the tips and tricks I would tell you if you are one of my one-on-one coaching or personal training clients, It's like you're studying for a test on how to become a rock star fueled and fit mama and I slip you the answer sheet but you don't have to feel guilty about it because you're not actually cheating and today it's yours totally for free. All you have to do is step one open up iTunes click on this podcast fueled and fit click write review then click those five little stars and share what you love most about the show. Step two, head to jenaywise.com slash bonus and pop in your contact details and iTunes account name so I can know the review is from you and I can send you the bonus to your inbox stack. It's that simple. Step one, leave a five-star review on iTunes. Step two, head to jenaywise.com slash bonus and send me your details. And that's it. And as an extra little thank you, I'll be choosing my favorite review of the week and sending that reviewer an exclusive fueled and fit mug so you can sip along in style while you listen to your favorite show. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause, go leave that review and head over to jenaywise.com bonus. Hop in your details and claim this amazing 30 page instant downloadable guide for yourself.
1: life, Mm. but I knew there had to be an answer. So when you came along and gave me these simple, simple tools, it's, it literally has changed my life. I never want to go back and I never will
0: go back to where I was. Thanks, Michelle. I, I, I want to make sure that we get to all the good, the good stuff and all the good parts um, before our time is up. But I want to also say that for you, and I think this goes for most people, you really thrive on having support and having an accountability partner. You thrive on doing exercise with other people. So you are actually a very uh, motivated person, I think. You just need someone by your side. I think that you've clearly shown that you can be consistent, that you can be disciplined. Um, and we're not going to go into this today, but motivation is actually kind of down on my list of important things for success. I think the biggest thing is um, sustainability, because I don't care how awesome your diet or your fitness training is. If it's not sustainable, who really cares? So so you've had a really great trainer. You have a great gym that you go to. Your husband is super supportive. Your kids are actually really supportive. Um, I was able to coach you and work with you, but you know, you're still for the rest of your life. You're not going to have me by your side. You're not going to have Alicia by your side. Uh, But like you said, you have developed these habits and you have the tools and you need to i think i'm in the same boat as michelle I'm um, speaking to to the listeners here um in that i am never going to wake up one day and be like i don't need to move today i'm good i'm at a good weight i don't need to track my food i mean i don't always track my food but like it's always something that i'm aware of i i am like michelle and and really if you look at any individual who so I mentioned this briefly in part one, and I'll talk about this in future episodes as well, but I've had a lot of experience with having to lose weight and then maintaining it because of all of my pregnancies. And I'm not like a quote, normal pregnant person where I just gain, you know, the 20 pounds. I've always gained 30 to 50 plus pounds. And so I've had to lose it. And so if you put all my pregnancies together, I've lost over 300 pounds in 17 years. And, you know, if you combine all the weight loss for my pregnancies, so I do have to work quite a bit. It's gotten easier. Uh, you know, it's like a developing uh, muscle strength. It gets easier the more you work at it. A- anything that you work on, you, you know, you put the time, the effort in, it's going to get easier. However, you never get to a point, a fit person, someone who really has a good handle on their weight. Um they're they're still doing the simple things. They're moving every day, they're aware of their food so that they're keeping their calories in check. They're doing those lifestyle habits that are necessary in order to have a sustainable healthy lifestyle and maintain a good healthy weight. And I do believe that there is such a thing as a healthy weight. I know that there's a lot of like Ideas out there about body positivity, which I think is great. I think we should all be really positive about our bodies. However, there does come a point where you you do have excess fat that is uh, detrimental to your health, and I think that you were at that point, Michelle, right? Where you you could feel that it was taking a toll on your health.
1: Oh, absolutely! In so many different ways, my mental health, my spiritual health, um, my physical health—all, yeah—all aspects of my life was suffering.
0: Yeah. Well, there's so many things that I want to talk about, but just to wrap up, um, the last two things I want to touch on, uh, the first thing is just nutrition. If you could just speak a little to nutrition before you do, I I do want to, um, kind of give my perspective and then I'd like you, I have a question for you. And then the second thing that I want to, that I want to ask you just to tie things together is I really want you to speak to um if, uh, if if there is an individual out there who is feeling hopeless is feeling pretty similar to how you were feeling where like there is no hope there why even try to change there's no point in trying to lose weight that sort of thing I want you to speak to that person. So nutrition the thing that Michelle and I really worked on, especially when I was coaching her when I stayed at her house this past spring is um, we worked on making peace with food and understanding calories and understanding that food is just energy. However, there are some foods that really are serving you really well. So those are the foods that have fiber, a lot of nutrients, or nutrient dense, fiber rich, um, and have volume. So so those are your plant foods. And then we also worked on protein. Now Michelle has experimented with. Uh, there have been periods of your life where you've done a plant-based diet, a pure plant-based diet, i.e. vegan or some plant-based. I myself have been plant-based for 16 plus years. I've something that really works for me and works really well for my lifestyle and perspective. However, as a nutrition coach, I realize that it's not going to be a good fit for everyone. I always want to get people to eat more plants just because they, they pack just such a Punch nutritionally, and they are so effective in helping you achieve your goals and make weight loss and weight maintenance a lot easier. However, meat does have a place in some people's diets. So I just want you to kind of speak to just briefly how you eat right now and some of the foods that have really helped you to lose weight and kind of how you have find, found this balance of you're not sticking to one particular diet, you've made it your own. Yes. So
1: I, when I did keto, it was way too much meat, I, but before that, I had do, done strict vegan for four years, so I was really confused because I felt bad for eating meat, that I felt bad for eating too much eat meat, but then after meeting with you and realizing I needed to do what was best for me, I try to make 80% of my diet really clean. So I try to do the oatmeal. I do the oatmeal in the morning. I do, you know, protein bars for not as meals, but just kind of supplements. I do my green smoothies and I add chia seed and flax seed and hemp seed. I just try to make each meal very nutritional, just with a lot of fiber and just, um, just based on what i like so i found the foods that i love i love zucchini and i love cauliflower i don't always love salad in the winter so i try to do asparagus and things that i like not things that i i've seen other people eat i've just tried to really make it um just something delicious that i like to eat and i don't feel guilty when I have my four ounces of chicken or whatever it might be. Um, I just, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I really, I want to interject here and just on that note of just talking about eating meat. Um, There are definitely ways to be 100% plant-based. I myself actually, I'm vegetarian, not vegan because I, I eat Greek yogurt and egg whites, and, you know, if something has egg in it, or even if I go to a restaurant, it has chicken broth, I'll still eat it. It's fine. But I am, veg. I do consider myself vegetarian and, you know, protein is really important, especially in weight loss mode. you you need to eat a higher amount of protein when you are in calorie restriction. And I'm not going to go into it in this episode, but there are ways to do it with plants. There are ways to do it with animal foods. And I think that you've found a really good balance for yourself where you're eating a lot of plants and you're supplementing with some animal foods as it feels good to you and to your body. And that's really the the best. I mean, that's what I hope for, for all my clients is to find that sweet spot, that sustainable spot where they can get the protein that they need in the way that they, that feels best to them. So the last, we have just a couple more minutes, Michelle, and I just want you to kind of close with some final thoughts, speaking directly to, if we have anyone who's listening, who is just feeling like, you know what, I don't think I can change. I don't even know if I should change, you know, I don't know if I should lose, try losing weight. It just seems so hopeless. So can you speak to that person? Yeah. So
1: I've been there and um, it has definitely been a roller coaster. It sort of feels like you're on this hamster wheel and you can't get off. It also, I would compare it to um, be on, on a train that's getting so fast that you also can't get off. Just a disparaging feeling of not being able to do it. But I think with a lot of a lot of effort, a lot of prayer, Um, I'm definitely more of a, you know, I do believe in a God who wants to help us and wants us to feel better. And I believe he'll give us the tools if we ask. And one of the tools he gave me was you, which I'm very, very grateful for. I can't say enough about, um, having you come into my life when I was at wit's end and you just helped me get the tools that I needed to. You've you've helped me to find resources i've listened to a lot of podcasts i can't stress enough how important it is to fill your mind with good things uh, information knowledge knowledge is power and i definitely think you need to go to the right sources the um, sources that are not going to confuse you about which way to eat, what you should do, or what if somebody's telling you you shouldn't have a macronutrient, I would run and I would run far. I think you need balance, and I think all food groups are very important in the big picture. But I would, I would do that, and I would reach out to Janae. Janae would she saved my life. Um, reach out to somebody who has already got the nutrition down who has already got their exercise habits down and ask them for help the best thing i did after janae got me on the right path was i found four accountability partners my brother my sister my trainer and one of my best friends who is a physical therapist and I was accountable to them for the first couple months when I wasn't strong enough to do it on my own. So found, find accountability partners and tell people your goals. But really, honestly, I would start with steps, 10,000 steps, eight to 10,000 steps a day.
0: i That's where I would start. Okay, oh, we could talk all day long. I'm going to have you back on maybe in six months to a year, Michelle, and we'll see where you are. Thank you so much for joining us. And that's it. Thank you for joining me today in part two of this interview. If you enjoyed the interview and want to send Michelle a message, feel free to DM me or email me and I will get the message to her. Thanks so much for listening. If you're a fan of the show, please follow an Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast so you make sure to never miss a show. Until our next podcast episode, remember you are worth it, mama.